It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and it is going to be a football-filled holiday podcast, but before that, we have to talk a little bit about ASU basketball. The Sun Devils bounce back from losing on a buzzer beater to Riverside and then having a slippery slope to win a game on the road at Creighton to beat Grand Canyon to go to Oregon and win in the night. Yes, yes. And then they... little hot run but it came to an end. Yeah, they get upended by USF playing on the second night of a back-to-back, which does not happen in college. No, it Uh, really does not. No, no, I was very surprised by that. No, Uh, You know, USF is, what, 11-1 overall, I believe. Um, So they're not bad. Uh, But still, yeah, home losses, as you just mentioned, to UC Riverside and now USF, certainly, you know... uh, negate the the momentum you pick up from road wins over Oregon and Creighton. Yes, not ideal. No, and gets us what 5 and 7 overall, I believe. Yeah. It's uh it's dark for yeah. Sun Devil basketball. So dark that they couldn't even get the power on <laughs> at Wells Fargo I Arena. I, I sense a segue. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, yeah, not uh, not great power outage i guess in, in Ma- all the athletic facilities throughout uh, and i heard like fire alarms going off on campus like significant okay. issues all around uh asu the well, the women's okay. game was able to move to weather up and play yeah. um yeah. but florida a&m and asu mutually agreed to cancel the game i don't know if that's a good idea for asu since this was called on twitter the most winnable game left on the schedule for well, the Sunday. yeah you know, I'm, I'm though it saves us know. an embarrassing loss. It did. It did. I mean, I, I, I wonder, and we'll never know what was the rationale behind canceling. I mean, if Florida A&M is already here and they would have had to be it's not like, you know, it's not like it saved them from traveling. Now they may, I don't know their schedule. They may be on the West coast anyway. You know, they may have gotten some, some buy games or whatever, but man, like if I'm them, I'm thinking, you know, well, we're here. Let's find a way to play this game no matter what. Well, and what's um, what's very telling is that the women's game played at WeatherUp. So right, clearly right. they had so, an option to go play at yeah. WeatherUp. <laughs> Unless, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, but like, is it a broadcast issue? I mean, was the women's game on TV and the men's was supposed to be? And maybe you can't broadcast from WeatherUp. I don't know if that has something to do with it contract-wise. I, I mean, I'm... I'm throwing something at the wall here, basically. I, I, I don't know why they would do that. Well, and it's also, it's not like there aren't other venues around the Valley right. that could right. host an NBA play or an, college. Or, 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 yeah. yeah. You yeah, go play I mean, it, I, go play at GCU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I like, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those that like, it probably won't gain much note, much attention nationwide. I mean, in ASU basketball doesn't anyway, you know, unless, unless they're unusually good. Um, but like, why wouldn't you play the game? I, I don't know. Especially when the women did play a game, why couldn't you have played it at the same place? I don't know. Um, uh, you know, and when wins are hard to come by, I think you would have liked to get that game in. Yeah. Um, so, that you know, what's sad is that that's not like the only bad news for the athletic program. Um, no. The you know, Doug Haller tweeted. I saw it other places, but you sent me the Doug Haller tweet. Johnny Wilson, yeah. unsurprisingly, has entered the transfer portal. I guess the most surprising is that he 
uh, waited till this late in December to do it. Um, yeah. But he joins yeah. Devontae Trainum, Tommy Hill, Jordan Banks, uh, which I've seen in various places, four of the top ten recruits of the Herm era by rating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the class with, uh, every one of those guys, but Hill though, you know, that was Wilson and Trainum were two of the top guys. Right. Uh, right. Banks was in that class as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, as you said, it's surprising. It took this long. I think last week we, we talked about, you know, him in particular and that, that he was still here. I'm like, I can't believe it. And I think we both said, you know, let's see if he's still here at the end of spring ball. Well, he didn't even make it to 2022. So um, I guess there's our answer to that. Although I guess he could come back theoretically. I mean, you know, the, until he goes to another destination, I guess it's not officially over. Um, but yeah, just, just, I mean, no other way to say it, but his, as provided he does leave, his ASU career's giant bust. I mean, I hate to be harsh. Uh, it's nothing personal, <laughs> but man, given the hype, uh, come anywhere close. You're, you're not being harsh because I went ahead and pulled up his <laughs> career stats. Okay, okay. This is a career. This is not a game. No. Uh, this what? is So, how many games did he play? Let me, if you if you know the answer, don't say it. I'm going to say he played eight total games. Okay. The 2021 right. regular season, he played four games. Okay, so it's not more than eight because we only had, well, we had five last year, I guess. And the 20, we, no, four. And four the, last year. And the 2020 season, he played three games yeah okay so seven i was gonna say i thought he missed one last year i thought he played five this year so okay seven total would you like to hazard a guess on catches for johnny wilson uh, total catches uh, 25 way over he Is it really he had wow. 18 catches okay. in his whole career for, yeah. for 243 yards and one, count them, one, one touchdown, touchdown. Which I think was in the Arizona game. Mm-hmm. In a 70-7 to route. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, given the hype that, you know, his his name was, you know, mentioned with Nikhil Harry as far as, you know, high Talent. school receiver recruits that we've gotten with that pedigree. Uh, I mean, gosh, wasn't close. You know, Nikhil Harry... His NFL career has been a little checkered so far. We'll see what, what becomes of it. But his college career cannot be questioned. He was fantastic here for three years. He was everything he was supposed to be. And this kid just was not. Perfect example of, of the, the, you know, the lottery that is recruiting. Uh, I mean, you know, you get the five-star, four-star, whatever. You just don't know. Uh, you know, you, you take a shot, see if it works out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Now it's it's different because there are many more scholarships to go around and and it won't be as deflating you wouldn't think although it is indicative of the problem but this is yeah. reminiscent of the production ASU you got from Kiala King in basketball. Yeah, it does, it's it does, so yeah. much hype, I, I, so I little execution. I say that name before you said it and I yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah I, I know where he's going and I'm not disagreeing. It's it's disappointing because that res- I mean if you want to talk about the real disappointment, that whole receiver class has been not good. You know, he's the he's the worst uh, offender in terms of where they came in to where they're at. Although right. Chad Johnson Jr. has been 
a zero. Does Chad Johnson have a, have a single career reception? I don't believe he does. I don't think so, but I can I can pull that up while we're talking, although I yeah. risk completely. Distri- I can look, too, if I don't want you to shut it down. Well, if it shuts down, it shuts down. I'm already on my way. We can already restart. That's true. Um, I mean, if, if he's got one, it's it's not many more than one. Uh, I believe it's zero. His career stats are he has made two tackles and forced a fumble on special teams. Fantastic, yeah. Now, granted, he was probably the least heralded of the four. Yeah. Um, and, and had his name not been Chad Johnson Jr., I'm not sure we would have even expected know, anything about him in that class. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, that, that probably got him an extra star just by being Chad Johnson's kid. It's like, oh, that kid must be good. Eh, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Uh, so. I mean, by far and away, L.V. Bunkley Shelton's the the most productive. And, and that's, he's he's winning by default, basically. Because, like, he hasn't been great. He's no. been okay. But, well, know, and he's he not, it's not, he hasn't been as good as where I, where you and I pegged his comp, which no. was Kyle Williams. Right. Just being, you know, a catch, you know, Kyle Williams had a catch every game of his career. I don't yeah. believe that's the case for Bunkley. No, Show. not at not at all, not at all. And and I and, cer- and, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go I, I I certainly don't in my mind's eye remember him, you know, doing the dirty work the way Kyle Williams did for the running no, game and what have you. I agree. I agree. I mean, what what I was gonna say was, I don't know as we're talking about this, and it's you know, there's no answer to this. There's no right answer. We don't know. What's the problem? Is it is it just that this group of receivers wasn't as good as they were supposed to be? Is it that the quarterback isn't as good as he was supposed to be? Is it that the offense, you know, struggles to scheme open receivers? And, and so, you know, with the same personnel and a different system, a different coach, you know, might they be more successful? I mean, there's no right answer to that. But Well, the, we're going to find out. Is, <laughs> Well, we're, yeah, we're going to find out some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know. They're they, all going to different systems. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, and and the, you know, the, the facts are that it just has not worked. And you you said it last week, you know, Herm keeps telling us, you know, we just don't have chemistry with this receiver core. And I'm like, well, you know, when are you going to? I mean, you, you got this group of, of talented guys, uh in addition to some other guys that, you know, have, have had potential. Um, and, and it's just not, it's not working. I mean, of all the receivers we've recruited the last three years, and it's gosh, probably eight to 10 of them. Ricky Pearsall's really the only one that has overachieved for his expectations. I would say. Yes. That's, I mean, that's not in question, you know, or even met expectations. Let's go even further. I mean, you know, anybody like, now, uh, some of, I mean, what we had, what's the kid's name? I, I'm blanking on his name. The true freshman from last year who didn't really see the field much. Um, you, you might. I'm blanking on his name, too. I don't know. Yeah. And I can't it, find you know, it. So, <laughs> I, who, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's indicative of, you know, his lack of success last year. I, he wasn't even on the field. But he was a true freshman. So, you know, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see on that. Are but, you talking about you know, Lenata Alexander? Yes. Alexander, yes, yes. I don't know that he played at all last year. I, I don't remember getting in. So, you know, obviously, that, I'm not going to say he's a bust if he's, you know, not even gotten in a game yet. But, 
boy, that, that crew from two years ago was supposed to be really good. Um, you know, the guys we had the year before, Jeremy Curley, he left. Jordan Porter, he didn't do much, and he's gone now. Pearsall. Like, yeah, Pearsall's been pretty good, but, you know, he's he's not. It's a, it was a nice little story that Doug Haller wrote about Ricky Pearsall emerging as the number one receiver. He's not a number one receiver. Yeah, that was actually one of those things that's kind of an indictment. Um, Not of him. Obviously, Pearsall's gotten every ounce of talent out of him. Sure, sure. But I'm going to run through the receiver core on ESPN's roster today. Okay. Alexander didn't really play. Nothing so far. Elijah Badger, a lot of hype. Not much production yet. Maybe it'll come, but... I mean, the numbers aren't aren't there to back it up yet. Bunkley Shelton, we talked about, fine. Right. Uh, freshman Cade Cadham, don't know who that is. No idea, probably a walk-on. Senior Justin Collins, don't know who that is. Senior no. Alex Harris, don't know who that is. Andre Johnson, okay. Okay, but... Has, Limited. Kind of kind of has a James Morrison feel. You remember, you remember yeah. James Morrison? Every season, it's like, you know, this unheralded guy is going to break through and be a stud. And it's like, each season passes and he really doesn't do much. And then it's Makai Metcalf, a junior never heard of. Ricky Pearsall. Uh, yeah. Jordan Porter has, is still on this roster. Gone. Uh, left, yeah. Giovanni Sanders, a junior. He was a uh, kind of a James Morrison feel. You know, yeah. former walk-on. Boy, he looks great spring ball, and I don't think we saw him on the field once this year. And then Brian Thompson, Johnny Wilson. And Brian Thompson, I know, I mean, a, a transfer, injured. but injured, injured too. And, and, and not very productive when he did play. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, probably didn't have more than 15 catches this entire season. Yeah. Well, and then, it, it you know, it, it, it speaks to how bad the passing game in the non-Rashad White uh, right. version, you know, Curtis Hodges, best receiver. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess probably. You know, I mean, you know, like, yeah. It's it's just been uh, just a struggle all year, and it got worse. I mean that that's the that I guess is the most sobering thing is that it it really got worse as the year went along. Um, it was wasn't good to start with, and by the Arizona game, it just it felt. I mean, I know that you know the numbers don't look terrible. You know, he threw for two touchdown passes and no turnover, but you know, like there was just no ability to throw the ball successfully at all. I mean, yeah. when, when you needed it, when you needed to just, you know, drop back in the pocket and make a throw, no chance. I think the, the guy to watch now for the transfer portal is Ladarius Henderson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, not ruling it out, I guess. He's uh, big, you know, like, he's young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he yeah, can play, yeah. so I expect that yeah. he would leave. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I, I expected you know the the transfer portal entry to be you know like a like a faucet turning on, but so far it's been more of a more of a drip. Um, so there there could be more drips, and and um, yeah, I mean that's a name I hadn't thought of, but he's got some potential, and you know he just got, he's big and he's here. he's yeah. he's somebody who I think other teams could see and be like. For sure, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And, and he might not leave. I just, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it's it's tough to know, you know, what the mentality is. Um, you know, unless they unless they put it out on you know Twitter with subtweets and 
emojis and the like, and then you can read into it. I don't, I don't know that he's been one of those guys. I haven't heard that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, uh, you know, but, but certainly wouldn't rule it out. Wouldn't rule out anybody, to be honest, I guess, except for the guys who said they're coming back. And, and even then, I mean, that's, that's non-binding. Yeah. You know, I mean, LV Bunkley Shelton said he's coming back, but a week from now he could decide like, yeah, I got a better opportunity somewhere else. Um, speaking of the transfer portal, a couple more quarterbacks off the board, Jack Miller to Florida, Florida. and yeah. Keaton Slovis joining Joey Yellen in Pitt. Oh, really? I hadn't heard that one. Wow. I, I believe that, uh, I believe that it came in today. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, huh. All right. I mean, I got obviously an, an opening with Kenny Pickett moving on, um, but somewhat surprising they got i mean they got yellen who didn't see the field this year so that doesn't bode well for him but a couple of a couple of younger backups who i would have thought would get the chance to compete for that job but apparently i was wrong how about that apparently slovis had talked to the u of a opted mm. to go to pit instead wow following the max brown route mm-hmm. pit to, or usc to pit didn't work well for him but i guess we'll see um, but yeah, so wow, the, that, that's, man, that's out of left field, the transfer portal though, alive and well. So ASU still has a chance to maybe get some impact players. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know you were on the Jack Miller, uh, hope. And so was yeah. I, um, you know, it's just two more, two more Arizona quarterback tie guys who've yeah opted yeah. to go elsewhere. Go somewhere else. Yeah. I saw, um, I don't know if we talked about this. Jack Plummer going to Cal. He's mm-hmm. a he's an older you know quarterback, so I didn't really think we'd get him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, interesting spot for for Miller. Um, I I would have I would think still that Anthony Richardson is the is the guy there, and he's I mean he was only in his second year. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know. That that's kind of an interesting move, unless he you know doesn't think. I mean, I'm not, unless Richardson's going to leave too, Emory Jones said he's going to, or you know, maybe maybe Billy Napier has given him the impression that hey, the job is wide open and you can take it. Yeah, I mean, Napier was very successful at Louisville, and he's he he's an offensive guy, so you got to think he, he knows his system. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, so yeah, that's uh, that was an interesting one. I heard that rumor, you know, a few days back, and. Uh, you know, didn't know if there was any truth to it. You hear those things all the time, you know, like, oh, this guy's going. So, you know, it was, it was Bo Nix was going to go to Ole Miss, and then a day later he committed to Oregon. So, you know, like, yeah, you know, until somebody actually commits somewhere, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. But, uh, or that, speaking of that, Bo Nix, Oregon was a little surprising too. Very. Um, you know, it it is interesting because he's an Auburn legacy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... I was surprised he transferred, but but not totally because I, I watched he got interviewed. I think it was at the beginning of the Auburn Alabama game. He was out injured, and he did an interview. and And you know, Jamie Erdahl said, you know, you got one more Iron Bowl in you, and he was very noncommittal. Like you know, well, we'll see. And I'm thinking, well, that you know, if he was set to come back, I think he would have been like, oh yeah, can't wait to come back and do this one more time. Um, so I you know, I wasn't shocked that he left, but. The Oregon one is is odd because boy, you heard you heard so many good things before the season about Ty Thompson, the true freshman who's also from here, 
And I would have thought he was clearly the guy, but, you know, coaching change and who knows? It's just, it's interesting how many places do not go with the, you know, the guys they've already recruited. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm talking about with Pitt. You know, they have Nick Patty, Davis Bevel. They got Joey Owen as a transfer. And now they're getting somebody else. I'm like, well, I, what, what does that say about the guys you recruited? Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, at least with Slovis, you can tell him, look, it's one year. Sure, sure. And, and Slovis is, a, you know, he's a solid quarterback. And, I, you know, it might be the right decision. It's just it's just interesting how many places, you know, the, the story that was on The Athletic a couple weeks ago about, you know, teams are not recruiting high school quarterbacks as much like how I, I mean yeah we can we can see the proof in the pudding in some ways like you know you get these kids and then you don't really ever even give them a chance to play and you know then they probably transfer somewhere else and it's like you know it's just a never-ending cycle yeah well it's another another piece of that I think is you know with all the coaching movement you know I'm sure when you've got one year of eligibility left and you don't have the year you're expecting, you're like, okay, sure. well, what's available? And, yeah. and again, we come to the the you know ASU. Everyone's staring back at each other, like, well, this is the best dance partner we've got. <laughs> right. You know. Right, yeah. 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 It's it's just it's uh it's fascinating when you you know especially from the quarterback standpoint because you know unlike any other position besides kicker, I guess punter, you only use one. Right. I mean, you know, you only get one on the field at the same time, I guess. Let's say that. And and so it's it's a fascinating dynamic to, you know, because there's places that have gone and gotten quarterbacks who've been in, the, you know, it's like, well, I didn't even think they needed one. Mm-hmm. You know, you would have thought like, okay, they're just going to go with the young guys they had behind the vet or whatever. And, you know, like Oregon, like Pitt, uh, UCLA, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I assume Thompson Robinson is going to leave. But, you know, instead of going with Ethan Garbers, who they also got as a transfer, they bring in Dylan Gabriel as a transfer. Like, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Well, and there's also a very interesting thing. Something to look back on is I'd be, I'd be curious to see the top 10 quarterback draft prospects article that was written September 1st. And how oh, many gosh. of those guys are A, going still pro that. or B, still with their team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's gonna look well. Certainly, you know, the top was Spencer Rattler, Rattler, Ooh. Slovis, Slovis. Yeah, Sam Howell was in that mix. Now he didn't have the year people expected, but I, I think he's gonna go pro. I I don't think he's set officially, but you know, maybe a first round pick, maybe a you know day two. But yeah, he was fine. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of the others that were supposed to be great this year, it just hasn't happened. Hmm. Um. As the year's winding down, let's talk a little bit about ASU's bowl game against Wisconsin, playing in the Las yep. Vegas Bowl yep. December 30th. Yep. It's going to be a battle of a lot of backups and, yeah. you know, guys who don't, you know, don't have big pro potential and aren't transferring, I guess. No, um, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this, you know, you know, one of the things I – obviously enjoy doing is traveling to see football games and I'm going to, you know, I always look at the bowl games as possibilities. And and this year has really hammered home that like, if you want to see, you know, you go to see a bowl game, make it for either the playoffs or you're going to see, you know, underclassmen because Mm -hmm. don't count on seeing any draftable prospects that are really good because it is just a land rush to 
opt out of bowl games. Yeah. Well, and a point that you made that, uh, you know, has been echoed around is, you know, the bowls largely don't matter. And then the counter of, well, it matters to the kids who play. It's like, well, sure. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, so the public, like I I get it. ESPN gets to fill a ton of programming because ESPN owns all these bowls. Right. Right. But you know, the bowl games are starting to feel like NFL preseason games. Yeah, they they matter a lot to the guys out on the field because those guys are fighting for jobs. They're trying to make the roster, they're trying to make the practice squad. So you know, guys are playing hard, no yeah. doubt. Um, but <laughs> but you're not the, seeing the, the stars because no, you're not seeing the stars. You can't. You know, if you go see as I did, you know, you go see the Seahawks, for example, in the preseason. You know, there's no Russell Wilson. There's no DK Metcalf. There's no Tyler Lockett. There's no. You know, I mean, on and on and on. Um, if you go see the Raiders, you know, there's no Derek Carr, there's a, no Josh Jacobs. I mean, you know, you're seeing the bottom of the roster guys and, and the win and the loss really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, who wins, who loses is, is kind of an afterthought. Um, you know, does it matter to the guys on the field? Yeah. Now the difference with college is like the small schools, the, the non power five, I think the win and loss matters. And I, you know, UAB beat BYU in that bowl game, what I think it was the independence bowl. That mean that means something to them, you know, like, you know, that's, that's a big win for them. Um, but to, you know, I'm just going to pick one Tennessee and Purdue in the music city bowl. Does that game really matter that much? The outcome? Probably not. They both had pretty solid seasons, kind of overachieved, won some, won some big games, can, you know, played tough teams close, uh, the, the, you know, that game doesn't really matter who wins or who loses. I agree. And, and, and the other thing is the, the incentive for the bowl used to be, well, this is the one chance they get to get like swag, uh, right. you know, and get right. these like gifts and things. It's like, well, now, you know, if so, if somebody wants to tell, you know, come here and, and record a thing about how great our podcast is at the beginning, <laughs> you know, and we'll play it at the beginning of these. Sure. I'll, I'll kick him a couple bucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. That's, that's different too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, it, you know, I was, I was thinking just, you know, a few days ago, how fast things have progressed when you, you know, what was it? Whatever year it was that Fournette and McCaffrey, can't remember what year they got drafted that 2017, something like the 2017, 2018, that they haven't been in the league right. that long. Yeah. Um, and they opted out of the bowl games and they got heavily criticized. Like yeah. revisionist history from a lot of people like, oh, well, then, then, you know, we understood. Like, no, they got criticized from a lot of folks about, I can't believe this. They're doing this. They're quitting on their teams, you know. And and now it's just like common practice. I mean, yeah. when, you know, when you got a, a first round pick that, that says they're going to play, it's like, really? I can't believe that. But OK, cool. Well, and it's the, the thing that's happened is. The Rose Bowl, the New Year's Six Bowls, you still will have most of the guys play. Some, but and, and the bowl would, would and, beg to differ. But, but and, I'm with you. And, and the championship, you know, you get sure, guys. Playoff games, yes. But yeah. yeah, you know, like it's it's not worth it. And you know, a point you made via text: if the bowl wants them to play, the bowl should pay them. Yes. Yes. I mean. The Peach Bowl's a the you know a great example of, of this phenomenon because yeah that's a that's a big game for Pitt 
I mean, when's the last time Pitt's been in a in a big time bowl game? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember in our lifetime. You know, they win the ACC, and you would think big game, you know, that you, you know, but I mean, and and Pickett's not playing, and he's not really being criticized. Mm-hmm. I mean, Narduzzi was like, you know, I, I mean, he made the decision for him basically before he even announced it. Like, you know, well, I, you know. I don't know if I could live with myself if something happened to him in this game. Like, what? But what about when he played Syracuse? If something had happened to him then, would you? Would that be okay? Uh, you know. So it's just, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want guys to, you know, Chick Fil A wants their top guy, you know, make a make a one time deal with them, and you know, you get a hundred thousand dollars for playing in our game. Might might not make a difference, but it sure might. Well, and and the other thing I'm wondering. It, will boosters either a be held hostage or b be willingly Stockholm syndrome into doing this with yeah. with guys and be like, I'm not going to play. Okay, look, we'll give you X amount of money so that you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it. It's it's just I, you know I don't know like and the, you know we'll never know the answer because they're not going to it hasn't happened but like. If, if, you know, Pitt's boosters or Chick-fil-A had said, you know, hey, make you a deal, you know, is that enough? Or if you're Kenny Pickett, you're going to be a first-round pick? Is it like, well, thanks for the offer, but I'm still going to protect my, my health and, and you know, make sure I'm not injured. Because 100000 is nice, but, you know, if I get picked in the first round, I'm going to make seven figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I blow out my ACL, I might not get picked in the first round or something like that. You know, you had disastrous, you know. Alex Smith-like injury or something, in worst case. Uh, There's a market here. I'm saying this now to you. There's a market here for bespoke insurance policies for bowl games. Yeah. Where, you know, this is what you would make at this range, this is what you'd make at this range. And you say, okay, you pay us $150,000, you play the game. Yeah. If you get hurt or you get picked below this range, because due to injury suffered in the bowl game, they pay you out. And if not, yeah. the, the insurance company gets the 150 then it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's certainly logic there. You know, I just it's it's one of those things that you know we've talked about some other things, and I've used this this you know metaphor before. But the genie's out of the bottle, and I'm not sure that any of these things we're talking about would fully put it back in the bottle. I mean, bowl games just don't matter to college players the big time college players not the uab players or the kent state players or whatever but the you know the heisman finalists the all-americans unless they're in the playoff it doesn't really move the needle for them Mm -hmm. i would you know i don't know if any ohio state guys are opting out of the rose bowl i haven't heard that they are surprising but do you really think ohio state's excited to play in the rose bowl probably not i'm guessing not some of them are. I mean, you know, but like their their goal was to go to the playoff, win a national championship. Now Utah probably is mm-hmm. because that's a big game for Utah, you know. But but I say that in one breath, and then I think, well, it's a big game for Pitt too to be in a New Year's Six game, and their quarterback isn't playing. So <laughs> I mean, Utah doesn't have a, a draft prospect that's projected to go, you know, top ten overall. I don't think, although the linebacker good, Devin Lloyd. Um, but you know, it's just it's just interesting, and I mean, I I never really considered that Pickett wouldn't play for Pitt. 
you know, I thought, yeah, yeah, he'll play. It's a big game, you know, that, that, you know, and then once he said he was undecided, I was like, no, that probably means he's not playing. Mm-hmm. Definitely means he's not playing. So anyway, we've, we've, you know, we've left the topic. We, we started out by talking about ASU's bowl game and obviously transitioned in ASU, not, not unique, but affected by the opt-outs for Shot White, Chase Lucas, Jack Jones. I think that's it. Right. Plus all the transfers. Plus all the transfers. Right. Right. You know. So yeah, it'll it'll look like a different team. Oh, and uh, and didn't West have surgery? So he's out. That's true. He's out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I told you a couple weeks ago. I don't harbor any illusions about how this game's going to go. I I mean, I you may know more about Wisconsin than me. I haven't heard of anybody not playing for them. Um. And, that, you know, I think it's a game that matters to them. They'll play it like it matters. They have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Our offense wasn't good with a full complement of, of players, and now we don't have that full complement. I, I just, you know, I, I don't think we score an offensive touchdown. I'll say that right now. That probably tells you that Zach Hill should be fired. I mean... Doesn't I, it? You've had a month well, to game plan? I mean, it, it's it's not good for him <laughs> say that like i'm not you know it's not like i can say well he's great at it you know but i just well you still have a four-star running back you still have you a you bunch do. of four-star receivers a four-star and look, quarterback in your whole I o-line except for west i agree i mean i i hope i'm wrong i hope that you know but i just i see what we were for 12 games which was in a, at our best we were slightly above average offense we were never at any point this year maybe the ucla game I'd say, did we really look like a good offense? Um, you know, I mean, even the Stanford game, you know, we scored on the first three possessions and we didn't score yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Utah, we were up 21-7 at the half, did absolutely nothing in the second half, as we've discussed. So, you know, we were not a good offense, and our clear best offensive skill player is not with the team anymore. Uh, so, and, and you're going up against a really good defense. Wisconsin is a very good defense. Their offense isn't anything to write home about. Uh, they got the running back. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's I Wisconsin. Talking, they always have running backs. I, I was going to say. I mean, I could be. I could be talking in 2021 or anytime since 1995. They got a really good running back. And besides that, their offense is pretty average, except for the one year with Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, but you know, they're not a great offense, but their defense is really good. And and I just think you know, I don't. I don't have much hope. Yeah. Um, the game doesn't matter, so I'm I'm gonna pick us to win. Okay. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Seven to six. Two to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Safety. <laughs> I mean, it could be like uh, I I don't expect it to be one of those you know light up the scoreboard offensive games. Uh, I mean I I would think I'm I'm so I mean. It doesn't matter. I want ASU to win, but if I'm going to stay true to my thoughts, I'm going to pick Wisconsin to win twenty-one to three. Yeah, that that sounds right. And and I think that field goal may come off of a turnover and we get the ball inside the twenty. Yeah, I just feel like it's going to be a lot of punting. Eddie Chaplitsky, you know, get that leg ready, buddy, because I think <laughs> you're going to be punting a lot. Yeah. Um. I am running out of time before I'm going to have to start packing and getting ready to leave. So 
let's uh, quickly go through and, and do the playoff picks. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I continue to pick Alabama. Okay. But I I will be rooting for the Natty. Okay. Okay. Um, because I as we talked about, I I want I want them to I want them to win it all. I think it'd be great. But I will root. Yeah. My my heart is with them. My head is with Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will root for whoever that is to beat Michigan. Okay. You think who, Michigan wins? Who I have beating Georgia. In light of their, you know, JT Daniels and potential quarterback room protocol situation, I, you know, I there was the story about how Saban's like isolating the team and doing all this stuff, and it's like he's no fool. He's he no. he wants to win. So no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm 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 with you on both picks. I I went with Alabama and Michigan too. Um, uh, you know. George's interesting because they looked so unbeatable for 12 games. And, and then very beatable. Me. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we get more of the more of the first 12 games, Georgia, and by the end of the first quarter, I'm thinking, geez, why did I get so caught up in that one result? Um, but, boy, Michigan looks really good at the end of the year, and, and Georgia, obviously, their finishing note was not strong. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I got the two... The two favorites, well, not the two favorites, the two top seeds. I guess yeah. Georgia is actually the favorite by the point spread. But I'm, I'm going to go Michigan and Alabama as well. All right, and then uh, I, I'm going to take Alabama to win. Nick Saban just wins titles. All right. So. Well, if I, if I was good enough with audio and things like that, I would play Hail to the Victors for my pick, but I, you can just imagine it in your head. I'm going, I'm going with, the, with the Michigan Wolverines to win the national championship. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, we'll be back to talk about it and all the other yeah. things that happened. Plus, Pac-12 basketball is going to start rolling. That's right. We can start That's right. shifting our focus to CTT and the women's team at any time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, yes. But uh, we'll, we'll talk again before the championship game, I assume. Oh, yeah. Not before the playoff games. But uh, So we should the results be different, we can, we can re-pick the championship game at that time. I I will pick whoever wins Alabama Cincinnati to win it all. That's okay. that's my. I'm not committing to picking the Michigan Georgia winner because if it's if it's Alabama Georgia, I, I think Alabama's going to win again based yeah. on what I saw the first time around. So uh, we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, well, we'll be back. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. Happy yes, end yes, of yes. end of 2021 to all, whether you celebrate that's it or right. not. We're gonna put a capper on this year it, it was a it was a heck of a year certainly for you on a personal level congratulations to you again and uh and yeah we'll we'll reconvene here in 2022 until next time he's matt i'm ben it's the ben and matt sportscast